Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sport says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome back to season four of Unpacking Brisbane, the show that is happy to welcome a new host, Harry It's a me! It's a me, Italian Michael. Oh no, it's Remy from season one. Hello, Remy back. Remy hosting. I feel sick with nerves. I just vomited all over my penis. Oh, it's disgusting. No, but Henry, it is great to be back on the airwaves after a long, not at all relaxing break. Terrible. Because uh, we were doing other stuff. If anything, we were busier. If anything, I'm wound up yeah. right now. But now we can let out all this pent-up energy oh, on the microphone. And we can just sit back and relax with the yeah. young Pakistanis. Because yeah. we've been running around. We've done some errands. We've done some other things that we'll update you, Julie, about and the housekeeping. But by God, Joe, this, people say, take a holiday. Do you ever take a holiday? This is the holiday. Oh, yeah. Not being at work, that's work for this me. This is where I get a chance to... Talk to people for an hour and they have to listen. It's where I switch off. Yeah. It's and where so I do, fully so the zone out. From what I've heard. Um, you know, my own girlfriend falls asleep listening to the show. And I wouldn't that, be surprised if she's the only one. We've discussed that on the show before. A lot of people, and she does it while she's driving, which is bad because she's, yeah, she's, she's on her own. Yeah, 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 dreadful, dreadful. Do not listen to this while driving. You could fall yeah, asleep. The most, it's up there with um, my godfather listens, well, tries to listen to the show on two times the speed because that's how he listens to podcasts, but... Uh, famously he complains to me because he's like you guys talk too fast on two times speed it's excessive and I'm like yeah that's listen to it on the speed it's recorded so in honour of Darren this is our new episode hello <laughs> and welcome to, to Unpacking Brisbane <laughs> Henry how oh, good no. was Terrace <laughs> <laughs> Very Just good. Just another classic episode of the show. Guys, we're back, as Joe mentioned. It's yeah. season four. We didn't think we'd get this far. We're back in black. Yeah, baby. Face. So we're back in <laughs> ACDC's ACDC's album. ACDC's back in black. Back in black. <laughs> Face. What was that? Like, oh, guys, maybe we could... Um, I actually think it'd be easier if we just trimmed the name of the album. What? Back in black. But no one will understand what we mean. Mm. They're like... Yeah, we're hoping. Yeah. That's uh, sort of the point. It was short for ACDC riots, you know. Hey. That's where they, that was the Spot story. on, mate. Thanks, guys. Commentary out the gate. It's good to be back. Uh, season gonna... four, what can people expect? As I said, like Rocky IV, uh, it's going to be a bit goofier. Yep. A lot of Russian sort of Cold War propaganda stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, uh, like Game of Thrones season four, it's yep. going to um, have trials by combat. I'd like to warn everyone that Joe, <laughs> Joe's girlfriend, Sylvia, has not seen Game of Thrones, so they yeah. are currently re-watching it, and you will have to live with, as I have over the last few weeks, just <laughs> not even the last few weeks, it's been like three days, <laughs> and there's already been... <laughs> just teams more Game of Thrones references. Yeah, it's creeping back in. We we recorded this show towards the, the first episodes of the show towards the tail end of our Game of Thrones obsession. Yeah. In like May, June 2019, and so there were bits. There was Torwood in the Paddington episode, we really tried to get Game of Thrones here, but mm. God, it's back. It's back in a big way. Uh, yeah. But Henry, why were we on holiday? What have we gone and done? We've gone and done several things. Uh, yeah. We've, But one of them being we recorded the second album from podcast band, the only 
podcast band for a podcast about Brisbane in the world that we yep. know of. Uh, it's the Mangroves have a second album. Yep. And we think it's fucking great. I think it's a lot better than the first album. You it's know, um, I was actually asked by, I think, uh, my cousin, um, someone asked, you know, oh, do a lot of people who come to the Mangrove shows, are they fans of Unpacking Brisbane? I think resoundingly, yes. Mm. And so I say this to Unpakistanis and Mangroves listeners because many of you are one of the same. I think this album's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, some part, you know, some parts are a lot sillier. Some parts yeah. are darker, though. Some parts are darker. You know, we, we talk about... A lot of death. A lot of destruction. And we don't just mean of people. We could mean of dreams. Yeah, uh, death of, um, you know... A salesman. Death of the they, author. They they all die. A lot of that. It's gonna be great. So yeah. we are hoping We won't we won't reveal the name of the album yet, no. but we've revealed the first word of the album name, which is songs. Songs. So the album is Songs and you know Blah and, blah blah blah. And can I tell you that that tells you exactly what you're gonna get? I see a lot of album names. Yeah. Dare I say most of them. I pick it up, I go, Bruce Springsteen, what's on this C D? And he says, born to run. And I go, well, is it an exercise tape? Yeah, so true. We've made it clear out of the gate. Songs. We're telling you what we're getting. We're not one of you these. You listen to Bat David Out of Hell. Bowie-esque. There's no bats. Yeah. What the? Oh, Starman. Oh, no. I've got a spider from Mars on me. No, I don't because it's a lie. But yeah. we say songs and you get songs. You get what you're given. So we are excited to release that hopefully very soon. Not not immediately, but it will come soon. A lot of new songs, 11 new songs. So yeah. This isn't just a little pussy EP. It's not an EP. EP. It's not a fucking single. Hey, come see my single launch. No. Uh, no. I don't know, don't know what that is. Wanted to see a single launch. I'd go to X Cargo on a Saturday. You know so what I'm true, talking man. about? You know what I'm so, fucking talking about? Yo. Launching a single into a group of people to start flirting. You know, that's a single launch. Well, us... So, so you're saying a single launch is when a single person... I'm picturing a single person diving off some sort of balcony. Yeah, that's what I say. I think for a single launch, also there has to be... They have to be recently single. Yeah. I think there could be an element of their launching their recent single to... You know, write in, send us a message if you are recently single and you want to do a single launch soon. If you're just fucking maybe, like, I'm so like depressed about A bit of a makeover, single. like we inspire... Like, Mm. Imagine Henry and I are the people from Queer Eye, but really yeah. bad at like the clothes and stuff, but yeah. very good at making you motivated, I'd say. We can give you a single launch. Yeah. And we want to do that. So if, you're, yeah. if your girlfriend is recently... Or boyfriend. Or boyfriend. Or non-binary romantic partner. Whatever, whatever has happened in your life and you're single, just mm. get in touch with us and we'll yeah. fix it. We'll do a single launch. We're a dating show now. We're going to love it. But yeah, um, the album as well is... Gonna be, uh, we'll be playing some new songs from it yeah. at the next gig at the West Room. Um, there's still tickets available for I that. I think there's, I think there's only about. It's not heaps. It's it's twenty twenty percent. No, it's less than twenty percent now. Yeah, it's about fifteen percent of tickets are left. So and it's a big show, but yeah. you know, you don't want to miss out. So come along to that. It's gonna be some snippets from the new album. Yeah, we're gonna play some of the new stuff. Uh, which I have a new song. Yeah, there's a new song that Henry sings. Fans of Yeah, Good Thanks on the first album. There's a yeah. another one, a spiritual sequel. Oh, so, another one. Mm, oh, it's that's not, a hint. Yeah, there you go. So it's going to be fun. Uh, so come to that uh, West Room. That's on the 21st of May. Still see tickets it's, available. Uh, link in bio. Yeah. You know. And we got some we got some surprises at that gig. Dare yeah. I say some, some, some pretty fucking gimmicks. massive, some, some silly surprises. Yes. And speaking of surprises, Joe, yeah. and this surprised a lot of people when we announced it. Some thought we were joking. But... Uh, but we've we've launched the podcast on commercial radio. Yeah, which is very exciting. Uh, we will now be every weekend on Saturdays. Uh, we have a small segment 
with Spencer Housen. Many of you will know Spencer mm-hmm. Housen as a legend of Brisbane radio. He was the 100%. host of ABC Breakfast for many, many years. And he's, he's, he could lay a earnest claim to being the voice of the Brisbane boy. AM radio. 100%. I'd just say the voice of Brisbane. You need to listen to radio for him to be the voice of Brisbane. Yeah. But I'd say he has a claim to the throne. He has so a to speak. Oh. Like Some Stan- sort of Targaryen <laughs> fella. No, I, think, I think like a Stannis. Okay. okay. Like, a, like a solid claim, but it's not. Stannis Housen. Yeah. That, that works. No, that, that, that rings. That's great. Mm. So Spencer's very kindly invited us to uh, contribute to his show every Saturday. It's think of it as like a mini episode of Unpacking it Brisbane. It really is. Where we're going to take something, just a small part of Brisbane. So for those of you who heard the first segment on uh, last weekend on Saturday, it was about Stefan's Needle. So yeah, triple one six is the on the AM dial for that. So tune in. Very exciting. Very mm. huge thank you to Spencer. And Absolute legend for taking us under his wing and teaching us so much already about yeah. radio. So, and for those of you who um, struggle with when people describe numbers like that, it's 1116. Yeah. Kills me when people are like, oh, my phone number, 049 I've had a lot of problems It doesn't work. sit well with me at yeah, all. Yeah, I've actually got beef with people who say numbers <laughs> too fast. Yeah. Same. Like phone numbers. Like, about, all right, you got a pen? 043 978 And mm. you just be like... Because you think there's a rhythm to it because that's how you say it. Mm. But to the rest of the world, it's useless. Yeah. Let's do a quick test. I'm going to say a number really quickly. Yeah. You have to say it back to me. Ready? Okay, okay. 0429 686 420. 0429 686 420? Okay. Don't get it's it. not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, well, yeah. So do that. And uh, <laughs> I'm not telling you whose phone number that was. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, drop don't off don't a them. <laughs> it's Jack. <laughs> We've just doxed Jack. <laughs> who's, um, and it, oh, sorry, as well, we should just say. Oh, keep it down. Yeah. There's fucking, <laughs> if there's noise in the background of this episode, <laughs> Joe and I have sat down. We're doing a lot of. Uh, work mainly Joe because we're moving house. Mm, yeah, um, that's another thing. The Caxton Street Studios are moving in. Yeah, so we sat so, down to do some rental applications. I mean, we're we're partly moving home. It's mainly that we're moving studio for unpacking Brisbane yeah, yeah. Uh, is the mainstay reason. And we sat down to do it, and Jack has marched into the Caxton Street Studios on a Thursday night with what has to be about fifteen people from work. Yeah, so he goes, <laughs> "Can can we have some work people around for kick-ons?" I was like, "What kick-ons from what yeah. work?" Like, uh, all right, guys. Oh, guys, that was some good spreadsheets. Where are we going next? <laughs> Kick on. <laughs> they're like, they're like 7 a.m. They're like having a beer and they're like, praise for work, guys. <laughs> and that's what the coffee before work is. It's really praise. But but we're letting, but we're going to. I, I thought it was going to be like a couple of yeah, mates after work. Downstairs, bro. It's a party. <laughs> Also, Joe and I are just sitting here setting up the microphones, fuming, being like, it's a weeknight. <laughs> How could you it's possibly a, do it's this? It's a fucking weeknight. Now, I know you, I think of Henry and myself as the fun ones. We're clearly not. I know what we're doing right now sounds like <laughs> fun. It's fucking work. We're actually fucking working right now, I, Jack. Um, it's also downstairs is disgusting at the moment because it's got it's got all your camping gear, oh, all my gear from I mean, the Easter holidays. It's, it's like George's auntie's. True. Which is festering away. Like, you know, a massive cricket. Bat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, peak Jack. Totally unbothered by it. <laughs> Come on downstairs, guys. No worries. It's kick-ons. <laughs> nah, it's got to be the worst kick-ons for you. He needs a win, mate. Come yeah, on. you're right. Like, we're letting this week. one slide because you know, he doesn't have friends around that often. So no, no, when no. it happens, we're going yeah, we, uh, <laughs> to give him a crack. It's, you know, it's like when you're parents and, you know, yeah. They're not the most popular kids, so you give them a fair bit of leeway yes. with their birthday yeah, party. Like, like, you know, if they want to have it at Laser Force because they think more people will come, okay. Oh, they were always the like, loosest parties was the kid in the grave where it was It didn't like, have a lot of friends, yeah. yeah. And Fuck me, man. My had, parties. Parents are like, what, do you want fucking more lolly snakes? You want some sour worms? 
Listen, the we're ability just, to we're buy just excited friends. you here. Yeah. We're excited you're here for Jaden. Yeah. Jaden, you want a Kit Kat? Yeah, I'd love a Kit Kat. Yeah. Jaden doesn't have a brain. Jaden's not used to having mates around. I, I like a sub ten age where you can literally just buy friends to a birthday party. Fucking oath, bro. Like, oh, I'll I'll pass the parcel. Yeah. Because each layer of parcel is a Freddo. And that's why Jack's that's so, massive actually. Jack, mate, Jack well, when I said Jack could use the Yui boom, he looked like I was motherfucking Teresa. Yeah. It was great. So, he's drunk as well, man. He sounds fucking drunk. Anyway, we'll we'll Jack can do his thing, but if it's noisy downstairs, that's, that's yeah. What's we apologise. Uh, now, one of our most keen and Pakistanis, Mike Gambara. Yes, Michael Gambara, uh, as I called him off air. Yeah, Henry got him confused with the host of the Daily, a great New York <laughs> Times podcast that competitor. To- <laughs> I don't want to fucking let's not give him too many. Wins. Our, uh, our our keen competitor, the Daily. Um, what did Mike say? Because it it felt as if it came from our mouths. Mm. You know if. He's figured out how to speak in the tone of unpacking Brisbane, but it was yeah. just an observation this that he was, made. This was in April. He goes, he tags in a status on Facebook. Tangaluma Island Resort should have a giant spooky island themed party for next year for the 20th anniversary of Scooby-Doo. And yes, I'd be more than happy to organise it. Now, Mike, we'd love you to organise it, but we feel like we could offer some support. So it's a pa- So I think next year is the 20th anniversary of Scooby-Doo 1, a movie we've discussed. Yep. To much great length Ad on, this, on this podcast. So we would like to, formally on the podcast, offer Mike support. Now, we'll we'll talk to him across the week. We haven't told him we're going to do this because we just organically came across this status. But we're going to get in contact with Mike and because we want to see what we can do to lobby Tangaluma with him. And this might be a movement. We've had movements in the past, making Andrew Lofthouse our dad, shutting down Hoppy's car wash, figuring out what yeah. the hell went on with Kevin Spacey and Brett some, some movements were... Fleeting. Some more successful Spacey than others. Spacey and Brett lasted some episodes. I feel like Spacey... Hoppies died. Yeah. We, we lost that. Yeah. We did, uh, the so frog came in the middle of the night yeah. to my bedroom and yeah. chopped off its own head that was, to leave in my bed. That was odd. That was yeah. just disconcerting, really. And Kevin Spacey, of course, had an affair with the frog. Yeah, so of course. We know about that, but... Yeah. Maybe my, Hugh Jackman's involved. It, listen... A rumour I just thought of. Yeah. Ev- everyone could be involved, but this <laughs> in the vein of those investigations, we are putting the unpacking Brisbane word out that we will get, we're going to get in contact with Mike. And if any of you have ideas of how, if you have any connections, if maybe you have an auntie who works in the mm. marketing team for Tangaluma, uh, and any connection we can get, we want to hold a big fuck off Spooky Island Scooby-Doo reunion Bloody tour. Oath. We all know the Scooby-Doo has a big part of my childhood in that I impersonated him for one whole year of my life. Yeah. That was 2003, a whole year of my life, I repeat. That is not an exaggeration where I went, roll and other phrases. So it, I think for me, in kind of a therapeutic sense, psychologically, if I could go and maybe, like in Shutter right. Island, yeah. where they let Leo's yeah. character live out his weird fantasy, uh, if I could go to Tangaluma and live out Spooky Island, I think that'd do a lot for me and a lot for Brisbane. Do you think it's also a little bit like when people are addicted and they have to go through the whole thing? Like if you were addicted to, you know, wanking, mm. and your parents come into your room yep. and they're like, all right, wank the whole pack. <laughs> Watch, watch you know every when you, get, you know when you get cool wanking as a kid and they come in and say, well, mate, watch every video. Watch every... Like, I'm Dad, including going. some of the childhood... Yeah, every fucking video, okay? This is how to beat your addiction. Dad's so if you catch someone smoking, you're like, all right, take all the heroin. This is mildly disproportionate. It's exactly like that, Joe. It is. I've you go caught, to Tangaluma. I've been caught with a Scooby-Doo addiction yeah. and I think I need to go to Tangaluma. You need to and overdose on Scoob. I need essence. to do the whole do. Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> so that's something we may follow up on, but keep stay tuned for that. Mm. Um, Last thing we wanted to mention, this was just fun. Yeah. This morning, Joe and I went to... Inspect a house, inspect inspect new studios, really. Um, And and Henry and I were dressed very similarly. Uh, We both looked, you know, clean and neat and had the sort of polite, you know, tepid banter of applying for a place. There were some other couples there. Yep. And I I realised as we were leaving that, neither good nor bad... I'm fairly confident the real estate agent thought we were dating. Yeah. Because when I was talking to her on the phone about like negotiating price, she kept talking about you two. Oh. And I'd said that <laughs> She's like, we live with... So, <laughs> with or without you, Vertigo, like, what was... What was she's like, what, yeah, to, what me this, to me this house, uh, it's it's the Joshua tree <laughs> of, uh, of Paddington three-bedroom share house. Yeah, so when can we come and inspect it? I'm not done telling you about how to dismantle an atomic bomb. <laughs> um I'm like, look, I've got bad news. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> now, what was weird is how the rental application just showed up on my phone. I don't <laughs> even remember downloading it. It was a very U2 application. Yeah, and then I said, Achtung, baby, because <laughs> that's the name of one of their albums. It is annoying that um, you have to put four weeks rent down in order to pay off the Bono. Because the, the, <laughs> if we damage the place, we won't get the Bono, the, the Bondo back. Oh, oh God. We're, God we're, a bit on, we're a bit on the edge of this joke, I think, aren't we? Yeah, Larry Mullen uh, Jr. Did you know what street the house was in that we went and looked at? Because I couldn't see the name of it. I think it was that weird place where the streets have no names. So I didn't actually <laughs> know which house it was. I see. I am... Um, <laughs> Because she thought uh, we were a gay couple, I think something that's really important for me in that house is pride uh, in the name of <laughs> oh, in love. The name of love. Yeah, in the name yeah. of love, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is uh, <laughs> oh, a beautiful day, though. <laughs> 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 I hope Jack's mates are hearing this. Too. What are you playing down there? Oh, they're, they're, they're finding themselves very funny. But she Wait, said no, you two. <laughs> she said you two. I have one more. Hang on. Get it out. Um, yeah, oh, you know, you you wake up and you got work the next day, and you had a big Saturday night. And you're just like, oh, Sunday, bloody Sunday! Oh, all these out. Got to mow the lawn. Sorry, um, guys, we should move on from this joke. We're sort of stuck in a moment that we can't, we can't get, out, get out, of here. out of. Oh, you are. Fuck me. You are the sweetest thing. <laughs> oh, um, I really like it. How are? Oh, not a place called Vertigo. What's this house called again? Vertigo? No, no. No, hello, hello. Not a place called Vertigo. Okay, so... Why she you kept- looked up This Is You Two on Spotify? <laughs> You're cheating. I'm not. Oh, God. We should oh. be thinking some elevation of the humour for this, for this <laughs> next one. She said you two, and what we, we thought she was very nice to us, and we think there's a good chance that we get this place. And what we're saying is we think... Acting like a couple. I think it helps, yeah. It helps Now, for it does feel like we've stumbled across the premise of like a 2007 Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. With like him and it's David literally, Spade. I now pronounce you Chuck and Oh, I yeah. Know. That like it is, is a, a movie. It yeah. is a movie, yeah. So, Joe and I are just saying. Hey, it's it's true movie. It's, you know, we think there's if some. See, if you see Henry and I yeah. out and we are making overtures that we mm. are dating. Yeah. You might believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Many of us. <laughs> many many of us accused. But that's um, heterophobia in the real estate agency. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say that because yeah. if and you're I'm more likely as a gay I'll couple to get a place than just three straight scallywags, then, well, mm. I don't know what that says about our society, to be honest. Yeah. Heterophobia. That's the... We're that's take the that on as our cause. That's happened in the gap between season three or four. Should we talk about Barden? Uh, should we... Pro- yeah, pro- should we probably. Should we unpack a suburb 19 minutes into this episode? <laughs> yeah, all right. My God. All right. <laughs> 
While you're doing that, I should just say very briefly. Yeah. Uh, seeing a therapist, feel happy to share that with all the young Pakistanis. Yeah. And as part of his, I suppose, research, uh, went and listened to an episode of the podcast. And he went back and listened to the Albion one, which I don't really remember that much. No, me neither. But he said, oh, I hope you don't mind. I went and listened to your podcast. And I said, oh, yeah, absolutely fine. And he said, I think Joe's why you're depressed. No. Uh, <laughs> he's he's said, like, um, you're clearly bullied. He's like, I'm what he listening? He's like, he's like, he's like it's so toxic. He's like, I've absolutely figured out what's happening here. <laughs> Your boyfriend Joe's beating you up. And I was like, funny you say that because we're trying to get a house. Um, but he was like, yeah, I had to listen to it. And um, you don't rush to the podcast suburb part of it, do you? And I was like, what are you trying to say? He's like, Feels like there was about 20 minutes of other stuff at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, ah, yes. And he's like, very fertile soil for my mind. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> That's how he talks, right? He's like, there is a 67th patient here. <laughs> the <laughs> podcast <laughs> is a patient. You're like, oh, how much am I paying for this? <laughs> anyway, enough about mental health and the important role it plays in the life of young people. Let's mm. talk about Barton. Yeah, I'm um, going to have a guess of like a big old fat 10,000. It's very close, yeah. It's 9,500. It's a big big suburb, but because it's so spread out and houses, like it'll never be 14,000, 15,000 because it doesn't have units. Like Mm. to have that many people, you need high rises. But uh, yeah, I love Bun. I'll say from the outset. You love it. Yeah, I really like Bun. Yeah, I like it. From the outset, I think by sheer geographic area, it has to be close to the biggest suburb in Brisbane. It's a mammoth. Maybe the gap is the only thing that beats it. Yeah, she's she's big. Yeah, but, but the gap is long and narrow because it's got forest on both sides. Barden is just... If you are in Brisbane yeah. and don't know where you are... You're probably you, in Barden. You're probably in Barden. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you guess Barden, you're probably right. I'll ask you this. Turn to your left. <laughs> turn to your right. Statistics tell us that at least one of you was in Barden. Yeah. And if the people on your sides weren't, you're in Barden. Whether you think you're in Barden yeah. or you think you're not in Barden, you're probably right. Jack and his mates having a little fucking drinking on a weeknight. They're sort of in... On a school night oh, downstairs. They're probably in Barden. Yeah. If I anyone bet. if oh, if oh, anyone needs, uh, you know, some urgent consulting from Grant Thornton tomorrow and they're a bit slow to reply, <laughs> we know why. If you wake up going, oh, no, I need my consultancy managed or whatever the fuck, oh, oh, whatever no. the fuck happens there. Oh, I need to manage a consultant. I don't oh, know what he does. I've got this consultant who I just can't get on the roster. <laughs> um, could some, I need to manage it, Jack. Yeah, that's just... It's it's just doing rosters, right? Yeah, Management consulting. Um, um, but yes, Barden, we love it. Uh, I beg your Barden. Great yeah, uh, okay, uh, you know, okay. What, what I mean. Barden me. Australia's first Prime Minister, Eben Barden. Oh, no, Barton, I think. Yeah, 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 that's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> How deliciously droll. <laughs> Got it. Um, let's talk about it. The suburb is characterised by standalone houses on separate lots, which make up 89% of the housing stock in Barden. Joe Dwyer, my friend and co-host, I don't know what the fuck that means. The house... But- it's characterised by standalone houses. Which make up 89% of the housing. So is that just saying... A lot, is, housing, is that notable? I thought... Is that like there's I not that many units? That must be disproportionately high number of To mention of it as the first line yeah. in the Wikipedia. This must be a notable I mean, thing. I can't think of a unit in Barton. No. I've literally never seen one. Like, 
And I'll say this from the outset. There are some shit houses in Barton. Like, yeah. they, it's not a unilaterally nice suburb. You'd prefer a unit. Um, unit? Unilateral. I was going to say, really. There are some places where I'm like, cool, I have a house, but it's run down and, like, on a 700 square metre block of land. They are huge blocks. They are massive blocks. And they're standard, um, they stand that, that must be far... You know, I'm just going to I'm gonna find out. They Stall. They don't have a unit. Um, there's no units of measurement there. I've never heard a Barden person say centimetre stall or, or millimetre. Never heard a Barden person say cubic square stalling. You know what I mean? Um, and that's Barden. And Joe's white. They're in, if you live in a unit in Barden, write in because I don't think you exist. I don't think that hypothetical person exists, you see. No units in Barden. I, I posit. How you going there? Good. Getting a Brisbane housing market update, just because I want a general ah. idea of what percentage of Brisbane housing... Joe's opened what looks like a lengthy report. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking Oh, jeez. Now it's gone to a fucking oh, PDF or God. something. I really should download Ad Blocker. Yeah, I don't have it. Um, You've got Ab Blocker, mate. All those bloody... Yeah, so all true. Those, all that caramel you've been eating. Um, Can I move to the next point? Yeah, okay. please. Well, please. The su- listen, I'll tell you a bit about the etymology, which we love to do. The suburb of Barton was originally known as Upper Paddington. Now, that's a slap in the face. That's a real, that's a real up yours. That um, I think it's like how everyone call, you know, we all call Haim Little Joe. Yeah, 100%. it's a bit like that. It's yeah, behind his back until we've aired it on this podcast. Yeah, that's that is incredibly tough to just be. Oh, you're just the other version of this. I think. Yeah, yeah upper padding that sucks for it. And I that was most of the feedback we got. We had a lot of people writing in, fairly consistently saying, "Oh, Barton, it's shit Paddington," or yeah. it's "Oh, it's bigger Paddington." It's spread out Paddington. It's further like, away yeah. Paddington. Yeah. Which I think is unfair. I think Barden does have its own feel. I agree. And a lot of that is those standalone houses. It's Barden is ultra suburban. Yeah. Yet quite close to the city. Like I rate, but Barden's a weird one because as I found out actually over the last few weeks when we were looking at places to rent, you can live in Barden and be closer to the city than some fringes of Paddington. That's so weird. Cause it, like, what does it bend around? Well, Barden, um, at the at the end of Latrobe Terrace is where Barden starts. So there are those houses at the very end of Latrobe, but technically in Barden, mm. yet you can follow that road up further and you're still in Paddington. Paddington goes a little further north. Wow. Yeah, it's... The arc of the moral universe is long. But mm, it bends but towards, it, towards Barden. Barden. Um, I just checked. It's not super useful, but there are about 20,000 development approvals given out for houses in Brisbane over the past year. There were 30,000 given out for units. Now, I know that obviously people are building more units now, but I feel like at the very least... Brisbane must be nearing 50-50 yeah. in terms of how individual people are housed being in a unit, which makes 89% of Barton standalone houses. That's insane. That is crazy. That, oh, on, yeah. that's When you're on realestate.com.au, you don't need to tick house over apartment or townhouse or villa, which is weirdly an option. Is villa an option? Yeah, you can tick villa. Let's live in a villa in Barton <laughs> and be like- They probably have one. Ciao. Hi guys, welcome to our Spanish villa. Shoes off. Shoes off, please. Shoes off. Bonjour. We're European. Bonjour, Michelle. Shoes off, please. Let's go Dutch tonight. Shoes off. We're just going to cook up a paella. If any, and anyone in Baden can come around. Uh, bring a six pack of sabathas. <laughs> however they pronounce sabathas. Is that a beer? That's, that's the Spanish word for beer. Oh. Is that a beer? Yes. Yeah, I thought the Spanish word for beer was margarita. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think the Spanish word for beer is siesta. I thought siesta. <laughs> I thought the Spanish Spanish word for beer Hola. was can I please have <laughs> some food? What's food? Beer. What's food from what even what food Spain? Does Spain have 
ha- uh, ham on iberico. Oh, yeah, that one. I think is a ham sandwich. Ham on iberico. That's yeah. a very, very awful pronunciation. My drag name. Oh, unless that's um, French. No, that's yeah. ham on bois. Anyway, anyway uh, the suburb of Barden was built by Joshua G's. <laughs> what? It's a dreadful name. Jeez. Uh, oh, he had a villa. Oh, we had a vi- Oh, my God. This, we didn't even read ahead. Oh. It, it was defined. It was renamed the Ithaca Town Council after Barden, the villa built by Joshua G. Also, Barden was a villa. Also, he- and named for Barden Hill in his native Leicester, England. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? What? It's Leicestershire. I said Leicester. <laughs> It's not Spanish. We know how to pronounce it. So so it was a villa. Let me make this clear. So he has a favourite hill at home. Yep. Comes to Brisbane, Mm -hmm. moves to Upper Paddington, builds a villa, names it after his favourite hill, and then that becomes the name of the suburb. Yes. Amazing. Go to Barton Hill in Leicestershire if we have a chance. I want to find this Barton Hill. I mean, no, well, I want to find the the villa that Joshua G's, who started JJ's jeans, and that (laughs) and that house, that famous original Barton Villa. I cannot believe that there was that we made a joke about a villa and honestly did not know. It's villa. It's Villa Week on Unpacking Uh, Brisbane. Yeah, if you went to Villanova, you're going to love this episode. Uh, The house now forms part of the campus of St. Joseph's Mm. in Barton. What is that school? I don't know. I've never heard of it. The Uh, Church and Hall was sold in November 2011 for $805,000. That seems cheap. Since 2012, the building has been operated by a non-for-profit Magda Community Arts. Arts spelt with a Z. Whoa. Very postmodern. Well, that's, that's community. That's very cool. Arts mm. like Tarzos, but know? it does sort of with the Z there in the Magda. When I first looked at it, I thought it said Mazda. Ah, yeah. So it could just be a car dealership. It could be, but it was a local venue for artistic pursuits known as Magdas. Now I've never heard of Magdas, but I guess Magda Zabanski being um, a entertainer. I Ma- feel like we are engaged in the arts and community arts spaces. I've literally never heard of Magdas in my life. Maybe it's more like we're putting on the Pied Piper with forty-eight-year-olds. As in 40 little eight-year-old kids. Oh, not, not, not like exclu- middle-aged. Welcome mice. to Magda's production of The Pied Piper, exclusively starring 48-year-old people. They wanted to get it in before we 50. Got, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Brett, Susan, Karen, Michael. And your lead of The Pied Piper, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty fun just being like be a fun. choir or a community thing where it's like you have to be 48. That's, I mean, it's a great just way to, to naturally have turnover. <laughs> and it's not like, yeah, we're an under 20s rep side. It's like, imagine a sporting team. I would love to see, fuck state of origin. I want to see 29 year olds play 21 year olds. Oh, that's cool. As a state of like a I think age of origin match. Twenty oh the age of origin. But see twenty one, they'd probably be No, I think a better one would be over thirties and like under twenty fours. Yeah, that's youth cool. v experience. That'd be a great fucking game. What about if it's teens? <laughs> Henry, <laughs> no, it's a new season. But the no. teens play naked. What if the teens play me? <laughs> Henry, no. Uh, Joking, of course, Rainworth. Let's talk Rainworth. Let's talk Rainworth. Because um, we love it when there are little locales within yeah. big suburbs it, that eat them up. Yummy. It was a massive subject in the very first episode of the show in Paddington where we talked about how Ithaca and Rosalie are parts of Paddington still recognised and Rainworth. 
uh, immortalised through Rainworth State School, which we'll discuss later. But Rainworth is still a very prominent locality in Barden. Now, I don't know where locals think the boundaries of Rainworth are. I would hazard... Because it says here that the locality name is in such common use that it may not be lost at all, as many residents still associate their residence locations with this former locality name. Now, awful sentence. Just uh, shit writing. <laughs> but... um. You know why I think some residents go, I'm in Rainworth, not Barden? Why? I think Rainworth is like the inner Barden. Like it's the pocket near Rosalie. It's the pocket near Government House. I think it comes from a place of wanting to feel like maybe you kind of live in Paddington or you kind of live in, you know, inner Orkinfell or whatever. You don't want to be like, yeah, I live in a suburb that can be a 15, 20 minute drive from the city. Do you think there's a bit more prestige in saying oh, Absolutely. I live in Rainworth? I mean, Rainworth is a fucking posh word. It is. It's incredible. Can you imagine like, oh, this is my friend uh, Greg Rainworth. I'd be like, oh, how was grandma? Because I don't really know of anyone who would say they're in a share house in Rainworth, but very much Barton, I think, of Absolutely. quite a lot of share houses. But Rainworth, I don't think there would be because you just think about people in Barton, they're just sitting around pinging half the time in their, from the places I know. Yeah. Just sitting around pinging in, but no one's pinging in Rainworth. You're not, you're not pinging in the rain. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. I'm you're pinging, pinging in, in the, the Rainworth. Rain I'm pinging in, in the Rainworth. What a glorious. I'm scared now. Um. Anyway, that's cool. Rainworth. And, and it says, although to this day, the locality name seems to be in such common use. So, yeah, like. Use that they may not be lost at all. So they're suggesting that I, I it's, found, they say there that it's almost like there's a secret. I found society. what the boundaries are. Yeah. And it does make some sense. It's basically from Rosalie. So you know Dudley Street? I do. Um, it's basically that's the westernmost boundary. Uh, so it's from there to you know that really, really long road that eventually becomes like the Tawong roundabout? Yeah. Sort of goes down the side. It's there. Oh. So Rainworth is strictly a tiny pocket of Barden. I would say it is one of, if not the nicest pocket of Barden. Yeah, it's practical. You know, if you're within a five-minute drive to grilled Rosalie, you probably live in Rainworth. It's so funny doing this right now in the just clearly workmates of Jack's are just walking past the windows of yeah. the studio to get Just over. wondering what the fuck is going it on. It really is the most I've ever felt like I'm just sitting here doing a podcast at a party. Joe's mm. <laughs> just also drank a jug of water and somewhat <laughs> missed his mouth. <laughs> so, so now, I, not I only am I recording a podcast at a party, Joe is somehow getting messy on the Joe's, Joe's on the waters <laughs> at this. I um I like to drink out of a one litre carafe. And so it has In what a, another cool sentence from Joe Dwyer. Um, <laughs> um, and it has, a really, <laughs> it has a really massive mouth opening. Um, and I would spill it. 40 to 50% of the time I try to drink it. Your like, chin is rarely dry. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. oh it's not always water, mate. Oh, careful. Toothpaste. Um, in Toothpaste. 2012, this yeah. is another thing from Barton. In 2012, Voices of Lee moved their headquarters to Pertell Park and set up a vibrant community arts hub. Love there it. are now 400 children and young people who rehearse their weekly. Now, okay, so when was Barton this little community arts hotspot of Brisbane? Well, I bought it up. Now we've got Magda's. We've what? got this... The, I've heard of the Birley, like the Birley blokes, Birley choir. Oh, I've heard of that. Because I remember- oh, the, I didn't know it was 400 people though. It's very prestigious, a great choir. Birley blokes, I can't remember what they were on, whether it was Idol. I don't think you could be on Idol as a group. Maybe it's like Australia's Got Talent or something. It's probably Australia's Got Talent because Matt got Cocking's t- weird percussion drum group mm. that uh, wasn't dangerous dangerous enough for Danny Minogue. 
That's right. They were on. No, that was the no. Yeah, that was Australia's Got Talent. They are. You could um, be on a got Australia's a Got group. Talent is a very like talent is broad. Yeah, which is which is. Good. I always felt it so funny when when people go on and do comedy. Because oh, they're yeah. like, great, do it next week. And they do the same thing. And it's like, well, that's not funny. <laughs> and that's called going to good chat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like... Oh, that. man, great lineup tonight. <laughs> Redown, Shad Wicker and Ryan Sim. They're going to kill it. <laughs> they're on Australia's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah. Speaking at the same... And I, who I all think would do very well. Oh, oh they do well. I'd love to watch, uh, their, you know, four comedians on Australia's Got Talent performing at the same time doing totally different jokes <laughs> and it's just who can talk the loudest. <laughs> it's oh. always funny when you get to the great because they want to like distinguish themselves from Idol or The Voice. So they're like, we can't just have singers even though they're hmm. clearly our most talented. So they'd always get to the day and it's final week of Australia's Got Talent. Here's nine singers, a dancer and a grandma who can bang spoons <laughs> together and it sounds a bit like the Bee Gees. I'm like... <laughs> and you'll be like, wow, she okay, she beat out some incredibly talented singer. <laughs> um, Paul Hogan used to do this thing. It's actually how he got his launch, where there was some variety show uh, in the 70s, some people have talent type thing. And My favourite managed, show. He managed, people have talent. People have got talent, you know. <laughs> um, and he went on and his whole shtick was he's like, oh, I play the shovels. And they were like, oh, what do you mean? He was like, oh, there's a, you know, I have an arrangement of music um, that I play with a garden shovel. And everyone was like, oh, my God, we have to see this. Can you, like, audition for us in advance? And he was like, no, I only have enough energy and skill to put it all into one performance. I play the shovel. And they were like, okay. So he was in, like, the first heat, which was televised. Love how TV and they used just, to work back They build him last. <laughs> and he comes on, uh, just Paul Hogan with a massive shovel, um, and like a like a drumstick, like something to touch, uh, you know, make a sound from the shovel with. Yeah, <laughs> and he puts on a classical song that's about a six minute song. <laughs> song starts playing. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> Telecast runs, and on the final <laughs> note, he bangs the shovel once with a stick and bows. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I think he like won. It's like how he got his start. It's very, um, very Andy Kaufman. Yeah, the yeah. balls to wait there the entire time. <laughs> and apparently someone else, when he got to the studio, they were like, oh, is, uh, is that your instrument? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And someone went to touch it. And he goes, don't touch my fucking shovel. I've tuned it. I've tuned it exactly. Anyway, I want more of that shit on a show. <laughs> That's awesome. That's because Fergus got me Paul Hogan's autobiography. Ah, of course. I've been I've been reading it at some length. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, great fun. Um, the only other thing we wanted to mention in the Wikipedia, yeah, is that Bowman Park in Baden is home to the Baden Latrobe Football Club, hey. and it's one of the oldest football clubs in Brisbane and the West Brisbane Cricket Club. So that was Bowman Park. Now the park was formerly known as Cobbler's Flats, which sounds like a English sitcom, but it was named after prominent Queensland Labor politician David Bowman. Ah. As were the adjacent David Avenue <laughs> and Bowman Parade. I don't know what this motherfucker did, but he's got a park, he's got an avenue, and a parade. Also, who like, the hell was David? Surely Bowman? you just call one of them David Bowman Avenue. Oh god, yeah. Or like David Bowman Parade. Like, like it's called, you know. I'm now looking at him. What was he? He was a politician. We've got the Steve Irwin way and the Darren Lockyer way. And stuff. He was leader of the opposition. Wait, so he was never in government. He was leader of the opposition for four oh years. My God, that's so funny. So he was a Labor politician in the Legislative Assembly. And then he was just opposition leader. We talk about it We're so We're going to go to fucking Albo Park now. <laughs> it was so easy. 
to I get know. anything fucking named it's after you. Because, like, I feel like at the time, though, because, you know, Upper Paddington or Barden would have been quite away from the city. Like, Ithaca was its own town for a while. It'd be like if I went to a new development in North Lakes and was like, oh, um, can, literally, can you name it after, like, you call it, like, Quirk Street? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, this won't be important. Yeah. But, like, in you know, 100 years' time, that's now. Oh, mate, yeah. Springwood, have you been to Quirk Street? It's actually named after some rando mayor. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good fun. Good fun. Should we consider now a taste of contemporary pardon? Yeah, why the hell not? Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I just put my hand up and gestured to Henry like, as if I had something to say to open the segment. I was like, Joe's got something. And went dead silent. Incredibly pressing <laughs> that he wants to say. I was going to piss myself. I think I sold that really well. That was great. They should hire me a Magda's. <laughs> that was your talent. That was very Birrily of you <laughs> to raise your hand in that way. Yeah, we'll continue. Oh, man. Have you, had, have you had a Birrily apple pie? <laughs> Early desserts. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk contemporary button. Let, let's talk contemporary button. And a lot of people wrote in, and thanks for doing it. Most of your comments were variations of it's very big. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice parks. There was some stuff about uh, you know, sex. Yes, there was some stuff about <laughs> sex that I. We won't. Yes. A, fr- a friend of the show wrote something in about sex that pretty unsavory. Absolutely can't repeat. But yeah. I wish we could. Because <laughs> it was, anyway. I mean, no, it's, it's, I mean, there's like legal reasons that we we earnestly cannot repeat what was said. Uh, but funny about Peter Dutton, we don't <laughs> want to be joined to this defamation <laughs> claim he's making. Careful, mate. He's he needs a win. That guy, yeah, legit. Uh, yeah, listen, it's it, the Barden shed. Yeah, came now, up more than anything else. Cards on the table. I don't know what it is or where it is. Is it a cafe? Yeah. So you know the roundabout where you can go off to Ashgrove oh, or can near, the, near the fish. Yes. Yes, there's a barn shed there. Oh, okay. So I'll look it up. I've been there for breakfast once. Um, oh, is it like a brekkie place? Yeah, it's it's kind of a noted it's cafe. Not a grocery store? But it, well, no, it also is that. It's got a bit of a oh. market vibe about it. Like an I, indoor I, I know produce. what it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got producey vibes. I'm more murdering this, but because I, I went there incredibly hungover. Um, and Why? Um, <laughs> oh, it was after a... You want to call it a one-night stand, but oh, really? nothing happened. When? Because I was drunk. <laughs> it was one of the... When? This was oh, <laughs> circa 20, early 2020. It was after the rave we went to in Salisbury. Oh, as yes. In Salisbury yes, has as in Salisbury has warehouses. And, and I, this story is now placed for me, so it can continue. <laughs> I left the rave, yes, went no, to I, this I, location, I and the next day... Went to the Barton Shed. Went to the Barton Shed. Like That'd be very funny if like a guy was coming over and you're like, oh, I don't really want him to. I'll just give him a fake address. Go to the Barton <laughs> Shed. You're like there at 4.30am and you're like, might as well stay, man. It opens in two hours. <laughs> Nah, the Barden Shed is a great <laughs> place to have breakfast after you haven't had sex. Yeah. Um, or have had sex. I mean, really. Sure, it's also good for that. Mm. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Come on, we'll... We have fun here at Unpacking Brisbane. <laughs> we don't revisit past <laughs> traumas. Lovely people at the Barden Shed. <laughs> and I had a very overpriced and very bad ham and cheese croissant. Oh. And that goes to what a lot of people said, is that they were like, Barden Shed... It's overpriced. Right. There's a lot of people said it's not good and da-da-da. As in overpriced objectively or overpriced for what it is? Because they are two different considerations. I think it's, I think it was overpriced for what it is. 
in this case. Right. Like, I don't think they were charging more than the average brunch place. It was just that they were giving smaller serves than mm. the average brunch place. Because I would wanna. say Brewski is overpriced. Completely agree. I do, but I wouldn't call it overpriced for what it is. I think it's just overpriced because no burger should cost that much. But I don't think you're like gypped by a super no, small I, burger. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You, you feel me on the slight distinction here? Yes, I do. I, yeah. I do get it. Like, I, I think Remy's is a dollar or two overpriced. But yes. It's not overpriced for it. Like, you're not yeah. shortchanged. It's just it objectively shouldn't cost that much. Yeah. I'm looking at the menu. But a lot, a lot of people are saying with the Barton Shed, that Good Folk Cafe, yeah. I think, is a competitor. Now, having not spent a heap of time in Barton, we're going off the Unpakistanis here and what so they've said. I think, I think I've been to Good Folk. Well, it, it seems to be like the cooler cousin, the hipper version. People seem to be saying, Barton Shed, it's where everyone goes and you get a coffee and you like hang around there and get brekkie and get your veggies for the week or whatever. Mm. I don't know what the fuck people in Barton do. <laughs> but Good Folk <laughs> is apparently like the posh place. But someone also said, I think Hannah, a uh, um, Pakistani, wrote it and said, it's $7.50 for an almond croissant. Fuck off. Yeah. Which I Legit. think is too much. Oh, that's heinous. I think it's fun. Oh, oh, Good Folk is too trendy for its own good. Oh, oh it's I that one. Act- I think I actually have It's it. that one. Um, I think it's Good Folk, perhaps, I'm going to make this bold declaration, perhaps more than oh, any shit. other cafe in Brisbane, has people who set up there for six hours to study. Okay, that's exactly, it's yeah. such I've a vibe. Definitely been it's there. so aesthetic. I reckon there are people who are there for like hours upon hours and order one coffee. Yeah. It's cool. I like good folk. I've been there. I think I've eaten there once, but yeah, it's, and there's, a lot like of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of books being yeah. written. There. There's, oh, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of novellas getting oh, cracked. Hey, I'll say this books and contemporary Barden. You know, there's a bookstore in Barden, which is open for 24 hours. And what you pay is an honor system. Oh, I went there. You've and, told me about this. Yeah, yeah. I went there and I got that a uh, couple of quarterly essays and stuff. They and, don't put any prices on their books. You just have to go in and no. There's a, there's you pay a suggested what you think it's worth. price. Ah, okay. Now their suggested price. You're, you're a bit like, of a freak if you're paying less than the suggested. <laughs> I mean, you can just take it. Yeah. If you if the attitude is if you do not have the money to afford that book at that time and you really want it, you can just take it. Oh hell yeah. Or um, and they sell uni textbooks. I don't know why people are literally. I saw multiple law. I saw a privacy law textbook. Oh my god, it's incredible. That costs like twenty. And their their recommended price is like two or three dollars per book. (laughs) You're a fucking stick to the century if you're not paying that. And they have their bank details up on the wall, so it's not even like oh, I didn't have cash. We go to this place. It's actually just a guy selling the big issue. And Joe's like, (laughs) you can pay whatever you want. Sometimes you can just take it. You go. It's QBD. (laughs) I just haven't understood it at all. (laughs) Yeah, they've got a suggested price on it, but you can sort of just walk out. Out if you don't want to pay that, if you just rip the bar, yeah, they might they might give you a bit of stick, but it's all in good fun. Anyway, so I'm wanted by Dimmicks. <laughs> oh, but that's the weird thing about the Barton Shed as well is just pay your way. It's, uh, you can get up and leave if you didn't enjoy the food. Joe, uh, there is an actual police car parked outside Joe's room. Actually, <laughs> I think Jack's party's got a bit out of control. No, it, it says reduce speed. There's roadworks going on on Caxton. Oh, um, no, but it's on Given Terrace. The roadworks are insane. Ah, okay. Because it does like, give it a very edgy vibe, this podcast, and that we're yeah, just like, there's just police law. And we're just talking just about crime. It, it sort of feels like it's like the boat that rocked. Like, I feel like podcast. Sort yeah. of illegal, right? Pirate, because we've got police or they're just coming to get you because you stole books. Yes, now, um, um, but that, that's our that's our wrap up on cafes and books. Yeah, I don't know, man. Barden Shed to me is just a place where um, my I, my problem with Barden Shed because like I've been garage. to Good Folk, 
um, literally Hawthorne Garage or um, the new thing in Albion. But there's yeah. like it's across from the Maxis side. The Albion James Bank Street Market Zone Fresh it's, sort of vibe. It's, is it? It maybe even is a Zone Fresh. It, no, I don't know. we've be. done. We've criminally under researched this episode. I've got yeah, it, folks. My thing with it, it just feels very inauthentic. Like yeah, James Street Markets for all its fault has been a posh supermarket for so long. Like it makes a lot of sense there. I don't need a jazzed up fresh produce deli in Barden. And I don't need, bro, I, I don't, don't, I don't ever I need, don't need the Barden shed to sit there and like kind of remind me of this like dalliance that didn't really work out. Yeah. Like, well, that's, about. I mean, that's your thing. Well, it's sort of, it's kind of, sort of on the Barden shed. Kind of sounds like a you problem. I think it's sort <laughs> I of, I think no, it's, well, I, think it's I don't think of, it's a them problem. Barden have a way of like collectively owning up to things. And I think Barden sort right. of owe me a bit of an explanation as to it. Oh, I don't think they do I'm not caught all. up on it. You sound, yeah, I'm not caught up on sound it. Sound like this has sort it's, of derailed the episode. It's sort of. I think you're I pretty think, caught up. I, on I think if dance. anything, it's sharpened. People but, who listen to this episode hoping for it, they, all the feedback we get is share more of yourselves emotionally. Yeah, it's all over here. So Can't I'm, believe the Italians didn't work out with Sarah. It's not. <laughs> it wasn't no one's name was Sarah? Do you think I would ever have a Italian? So I would never pursue anyone named Sarah. He did. Who? Sarah. Yeah. I don't even know a Sarah. No, 2018. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Off in the Eskimo dress song. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, won't you tell me your name? As my side note, very quickly, Eskimo Joe's song Sarah funny. goes, Sarah, ding, 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 ding. Oh, won't you tell me your name? Oh, it's a fake name. Tell you your name, it's Sarah. It's a fake you name. You just yelled it. The lead singer is like, well, I'd never hook up with anyone called Sarah. So it's <laughs> obviously a fib. I just feel like I'd. I feel like Sarah is very low on the list of people who I'm likely to like be attracted to. Okay. I don't know. That's an incredibly <laughs> massive generalization. It's just the nah, Sarah. <laughs> it rhymes with maybe if, you know what? If, it was, if, it was, <laughs> if it was S-A-R-A, now we're talking. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> I've got a bone man. I don't know. I don't know. What? <laughs> um, okay. All right. The um, old, good pivot. Of, the old ladies. Yeah, this is from Harriet. Um, Keenan Pakistani who wrote in Harriet Weedman as in as in can you pass <laughs> so can, can you some pass drugs. the weed <laughs> Fuck it, her. Uh. Thanks for getting in touch, Harriet. And, yeah, uh, and she's Jeff, her sister, Jeff <laughs> Coke dealer, uh, also reached out. So Harriet Weedman, <laughs> who's from the menu log commercial, <laughs> <laughs> get to live real like a weed like man. A man. <laughs> All right, Weedman, what do you got? What do you got here? Uh, what do you got here, Doof? We got. But- <laughs> Yo, Mary Jane, All right. <laughs> hit us up with that message. Let's get a uh, let's get a blunt. Barden, fun fact. There used to be these two old ladies, like 75 plus, who were identical twins, creepy, and lived at the <laughs> end of Stuart Home Road, near Boundary Road. You'd always find them sitting at the bus stop or sitting around the corner store that was across the road from their house. How weird that they were sitting at the bus stop. Yeah. The reaction this is you, really creepy. Uh, the reaction that you get them from them was very mixed. They'd either be super lovely and smiley, or swear and shout and raise their walking sticks at you. They were just a bit crazy. Now, I would find that very interesting if it was like there was one old lady who was sometimes very nice mm. and sometimes would swear and raise her stick and then we revealed that they, they were twins. twins. Not unlike, spoilers, The Prestige. You know, The Prestige? Yeah, yeah they're, <laughs> their temperaments are... They're twins. <laughs> well, they're intentionally trying to mislead <laughs> yeah. people about being twins. 
I think I'm like the, the whole point of the prestige is they're trying to behave exactly the same. I'm not saying these old women are as good at it as Christian Bale <laughs> right, in the okay, prestige. Okay, okay, that's fine then. Um, they're not magicians. Uh, it bro. annoys me that the twist was revealed at the start that they're twins. Because yes, yeah, it's Harry, an amazing. Sorry, we've, Harry we've, has, we've insulted your surname Harry has and criticised your writing storytelling capability. And that's you're fine. Awesome. No, don't Harriet. Because you're Maya Culper, we could have read the story in advance and communicated it in a better way. Harriet, you're awesome. Don't listen to us. Mm. I mean, do listen to us, but not in this instance. Mm. Turn um, off this bit. Uh, she's um, also said this. Uh, you know what? Anything whole, more on them? Because I am, I am fascinated by her this. whole message is awesome. Barden fun fact number two: There's an old chip factory on Sir Samuel Griffith Drive. It's called Frears Factory. Right. Now I assume she means like Smith's potato chip, not hot chips. A hot, it would be yeah, weird yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. there's a hot chip factory. Factory, yeah. It's McDonald's. Um, also, she has an amazing command of the street names of Barden. You know what, Harriet? We've we've come around uh, on I've you. We've come around to you. <laughs> You've got, you've got. You're your, actually great. You've got your pros, Harry. You've got your and pros. importantly, your name is not Sarah. It's mm. called Freeze Factory and is now used by Stuart Home as a gym. P.S. Technically, could be in the suburb of Mount Cutha. Unsure. I like that you're just admitting. Oh, amazing! You know, you're great. Barton Fun Fact. We know three. it's not in the suburb of Mount Cutha. You're because well, we've done that. There's basically no one there. It's zero. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. There's a chip factory, which I like. A bit of salt and vinegar. Yum. Barton Fun Fact number three, and you're gonna love this one, Joe. Am I? Bernard Fanning from Powderfinger what? What? went to Barden Kindy. Ah, we know where he went to school. Fun. Famously, Gregory Terrace. Gregory Terrace. But Bernard Fanning, dare wow. I say, where most of his musical ability was formed when he had to... That, that would have been the first songs he would have learned. Barber Black Sheep. Barber, and he was like, yeah. uh, he was like, twinkle, twinkle, little star. He was like, twinkle, twinkle, little dear. Like, that's probably where he started <laughs> to write. You know Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star and Barber Black Sheep have the same melody? Yeah. Okay. And that, and which is the same melody as my happiness. My happiness. Yeah. Dream days from at Dream the hotel. Days. <laughs> from Dream Days at the Hotel Existence. The yeah. best title. For of those of you who don't album. remember, Powderfinger's 2007 release was called Dream Days at the Hotel Existence. And I love the shit out of Powderfinger. That is one of the worst albums. One of the all-time stinkers. Hey, but it's up there. What, what are we calling the album, mate? We've obviously had Vulture Street, pretty cool. Odyssey Number no. Five. Oh, pretty cool Internationalist, names. one of my favourite names of a record. What are we yeah. calling this one? Double right, allergic right now. <laughs> Dream days <laughs> at the hotel existence. Sorry, mate. What was was that? A did, were you just reading out a, a Tumblr post? <laughs> oh my god! It's also um, it sounds like Arctic Monkeys with Tranquility Hotel Base and Casino. Uh, dreadful album name. Terrible name. Is there a good album name with hotel in it? Well, was ha- was Hotel California? Yeah, unfortunately, that, that was the name yeah. of the album. It's and fantastic. There's album. another hotel. Hotel. I don't know why I'm thinking Kanye, but that's not right. <laughs> my beautiful dark twisted hotel. You know that one? My um, <laughs> no, that but that great Kanye album, um, College Hotel. <laughs> my favorite Kanye album, hotel The Duation. Life of Hotel. Yeah, 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 man. My favorite Kanye album, Hotel. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I was talking about you. <laughs> Either one, either one. Uh, that's so, insane, though. Thank and, you, Harry. Well, that. no, that's a very got, fun no, fact. Harry's got another oh, one. No, mate. Don't, don't, don't cut off the weed, man. <laughs> you don't. Come she, on, man. We she hasn't puff, puff, puff passed over this yet. <laughs> don't worry. Barton Fun Fact Four: Outlook Crescent has wild peacocks, and they are yeah, allegedly the only wild peacocks in Brisbane. And she's included a peacock emoji, which I didn't know was oh. an option on the emojis. So no, me neither. Very cool, Harriet. That's one of the better unPakistani submissions we've ever had. Yeah. You had four distinct and equally fun facts. And we're sorry that we made fun of your name. But well, you're we great. Thank you. But we, thank we thank you, you. nonetheless. Um, Joe, I think it's time yeah. for us to ask something that we haven't asked all season. Let's ask this very special question. 
does Barden fuck? Now, I know when you were in Barden, you didn't. But but I... It's just back in the Barden sheds, boys. Nah, I'm, I'm going to say a resounding yes for me. I, yeah, I think Barden right. really does fuck. And I know Jack's got a bunch of mates who are also our mates who have a big house. There's it's like five an absurdly of them at Barden. big. It, share houses in Barden are enormous. And I reckon that house, house is- as a whole fucks. Oh, yeah. I just big, heard the biggest right, laugh from Jack's, downstairs. Okay, it's now nearing 11pm and Jack's party downstairs is starting to sound quite rambunctious. Which, should we call the cops Let's on our fuck, own house? I can house, see mate. the cop. What, how funny would it be to call the cops right now if we're just like, excuse me, excuse me, officer. I mean, guys, I mean, we're not even making this up. Literally, if we opened Joe's window right now and said, officer, there is a cop so close. I haven't seen it. You know what? I, fucking, I spend all day on Twitter reading about the the crimes of cops and how bad that system is. And now I'm faced with the chance to yell something out. Yell out ACAB. I dare to yell out ACAB. They're so close. <laughs> Sorry. I can't tell you how close that cop is. I, that cop, I, I smell <laughs> licorice. Damn it, I pulled out. I didn't have the guts to say bacon. Oink, oink. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. The fuck up. Okay, let's call them. What if we call 000 and we, we call, saw and, them? And we see that cop answer his phone. But we like, see him pick up the phone and hang up. <laughs> like, no. Like, oh, no dude, we wanted to complain about Jack. Also, what's Nige doing? What's our neighbour doing? The fucking night yeah, fucking workers. Anytime you and I try to have a yeah. chat on the deck at eight. Jesus. Maybe he's not here. Okay. Maybe <laughs> An not. advertisement to robbers. At that point, we should go downstairs and yeah. join them. Um, but I absolutely think Barton fucks. You know, it's got a high share house population, which always helps it. Um, it's got families, which are the consequence of fucking. Yep. Despite this old lady story, I don't feel like it's a particularly old person suburb. No, I think like I think you the wouldn't fact downsize to Barton. Well, the fact that we had someone write in to be like, "Yo, these two old ladies." Yeah, that's so true. That, like, if it was a suburb full of old people, that'd be you wouldn't be notable. There'd be so many crazies. Yeah, the fact that it was like, me, you're not like, "Wow, these two specific old people." I agree. Like, uh, the awesome. fact that they were pointed out as yeah. crazy old people. So I think that's understand. I think it fucks. Yeah, it fucks. I it would be Barton. very cool, Gonzo journalism, right now to go out and ask that cop if he thinks Barton fucks. Yeah. But also, I don't want to get shot in like the get, face. Yeah. I mean, you and I. I are, mean, we'll be fine. <laughs> upper middle class white guys. Yeah. In Australia, I think we'll. Oh, we don't know who Jack's got over. We don't, we don't want to inflame something. Yeah, somewhere. he's got a pretty progressive workplace. I feel like Grant Thornton's full of diverse people who have uh, I mean, the name, traditionally had issues the name with systemic racism firm, in place. The name of the firm is a white man's name. Grant Thornton. I think that, I think that is Grant. I think Grant is downstairs. <laughs> That's why it's in such a rager. All right. It's like having King... And also Wood Malison's uh, <laughs> over at the same time. G'day, Woody. Okay, Barton fucks for sure. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, thank you so much for tuning back into Season 4 of Unpacking Brisbane. It's been great to revisit a suburb and revisit Henry and I's friendship. <laughs> Joe and I didn't speak over the interim. Just to build up ideas and energy for the show. It's a, uh, yeah. This is the first time we've spoken yeah, for we the last three or four weeks. We were doing the podcast equivalent of edging in that we'd like, <laughs> go to talk to each other. And the open actual equivalent of edging. Then, uh, but yeah, that was, that's, you know, that's for next episode. So, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Barton episode. We'll be back next week where we'll be doing another suburb. Make sure you get your tickets to the West Room at the Mangroves and tune in to 4BC Weekends with Spencer Housen on Saturdays. And for those of you who missed the very first segment, we're going to close out the episode now with the debut of Unpacking Brisbane on commercial radio. So until then, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Hey, cab, motherfucker. <laughs>
There is a wonderful podcast that I became aware of recently called Unpacking Brisbane with Henry and Joe. Every episode, they go for about an hour and a half, they unpack, they forensically unpack a different Brisbane suburb. I've asked Henry and Joe if they'd like to be part of 4BC Weekends. They said yes. They are going to, every Saturday morning, unpack a very specific small part of Brisbane. And today, we start with Stefan's Sky Needle. Here is Unpacking Brisbane. <laughs> On 4BC Weekends with Spencer Halsett. You still have unpacking to do. Lots of unpacking. It's Unpacking Brisbane with Henry Bretz and Joe Dwyer. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. I'm Joe. Oh, I'm Henry. And Hen, today I want to chat about one of Brisbane's great landmarks, Stefan's Needle, or the Sky Needle. Now, it was actually built in Expo 88, which you and I weren't alive for, but I feel like we were there because our parents talk about it constantly. My mum talks about it almost every day. They literally never stop, but it was Expo 88, so of course the Sky Needle is 88 metres tall. And that's why they called it Expo 88. No, no, no it's because it was in 1988, the year. I believe that's pure coincidence, mate. Don't look it up, but I promise it's true. Now, Joe, the tower itself was earmarked to be relocated at the end of Expo. It was going to go to Tokyo Disneyland. That's that's nowhere near Brisbane. What mate, are they talking about? It's past Ipswich. Yeah, far out. But here's the thing. It didn't go to Tokyo Disneyland. Mickey Mouse didn't get his greedy rodent paws anywhere near our needle because who stepped in to save it? But Stefan... The hairdresser. Uh, the hairdresser. Yes, Stefan, the man behind your aunt's perm and this massive needle at Southback. <laughs> now, Henry, apparently it used to emit a light that could be seen for 60 kilometres in all directions. I've got to be honest with you, I've never seen this light and I love Stefan's needle. I remember it. They used to do it really rarely. It'd be like a strobe that would go oh. over the whole city. Well, I looked into it. The reason it's rare and the reason it's not done anymore, it's incredibly dangerous to the flight paths around Brisbane. Pilots were basically having this massive laser pointer shined in their eyes, courtesy of the Stefan himself. Uh, so these pilots, yeah. with all their training and their hot Top Gun-style montages, could be brought down and humbled by a fancy barber with a laser light. That's exactly right, Hen, but I want to talk to you about tragedy. Mm. The Sky Needle electrical fire of 2006. Dark moment in the Stefan Sky Needle history. But you know what caused it? Not at all, mate. Tell me now. Bird droppings. Oh. Apparently bird droppings got in the mechanics started this electrical fire, which makes me think, Henry, for this build-up of bird droppings, there must have been a plan. Mm. These birds would have been flying at 88 metres going, oh, our airspace, no one else is here. Hang on, needle. Let's attack it. Let's burn it down. Bird arson. Big problem. Magpies, more like mag lies, mate. Couldn't exactly agree with you more. Right. And I need to see Adrian Schrinner, our mayor, come out stronger against bird arson. Let me tell you that. It's going to define the next election, bird arson. That is terrible that there was droppings all over you. So I guess next time, if you're walking along and you get pooped on in the park, just think, unlike the needle, at least you're not engulfed in flames because of it. Exactly. Let's be grateful. Now, mate, I don't think I need to tell you that in 2021, needles are going to be a big part of the news. Let me throw some names at you, Henry. AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Johnson, also Johnson, and Stefan. Yeah, the Stefan Zeneca, mate. That's what I'm talking. Because am I saying that Stefan built a giant needle, predicted COVID, and had it there as a beacon of hope for Brisbane in these tough times? Yes. Yes, I am. And that's Stefan's needle unpacked from Brisbane. The best capital city in Queensland.
You still have unpacking to do. Lots of unpacking. We'll have more Unpacking Brisbane on Weekends with Spencer Halson next week. Unpacking Brisbane, by the way, Henry and Joe, hope you enjoyed them unpacking the Sky Needle. They are open to your suggestions about uh, icons, specific locations. Their full podcast, which is called Unpacking Brisbane, they look at a suburb in each episode. But if there's a particular place or thing, maybe the Hungry Jack's meeting place in the mall, we should suggest to them, that sort of thing, get in touch. Spencer at 4bc.com.au. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. I'll see you then.